Monday night. It's March 20th, 2023. It's officially spring. Feels a little spring out. A little bit. Uh, yeah. A little spring. It's, uh, I think, about low 40s here, but the sun was out, but it was a little chilly with the wind. A lot better than it was this weekend, though, when some snow appeared. But uh, it's spring, and with spring, that means Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 is set. We'll be recapping rounds one and two of the NCAA tournament, previewing the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. As this time next week, we'll know the Final Four, which is crazy to think that college basketball season is coming to a close. But I don't think that hurts my feelings or Josh the J-Man Munt's feelings as uh, he's sitting here across the screen from me in the state of Illinois that has all their team bounced just like the state of Indiana. J-Man, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, my loss was a little better than your guys' loss. Um, if Illinois would have won a game, awesome. If they lost, it's over. I never have to watch that roster again. But yours, uh, yours probably stung a little different. Also, this time next week, we will be doing our Major League Baseball preview show. Can you believe it? And you know, I was going to throw in a mock draft, but maybe I'll save that for two weeks. Mm. Maybe I'll just do two mock drafts really close together this year. Like two weeks apart or yeah, something. You can do one two weeks and then maybe the Monday before. Yeah, because the draft's on the uh, 27th. Thursday the 27th is the first round. Hmm. So, yep, yep. Neato. But still got a lot to talk about tonight. A lot of college hoops. And we'll throw in some NFL free agency because, like we say all the time, the NFL doesn't have an offseason. And it, we really are in the no. meat of its actual offseason right now. So Yeah. <laughs> But I got some with, birdie bogey here. I was just going to ask if you do. I got a two-stroke lead still, so we'll see what happens. It's probably going to stay that way. Um, Last night, Drew Timmy scored 20 or more points, which is the ninth time he's done that in NCAA tournament games. Uh, that is tied with one, two, three, four, five, six other players to Jeez. have – Nine NCAA tournament games with 20 or more points. I just want you to name two of the other six to okay. get a birdie. Um, That's tough. That's a lot of players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this, one, this one's going to be hard, I think, for you. Um, there's also another trivia question I could give you. Just, well, let's let's talk about that later. Okay. Um, but uh, nine NCAA tournament games with 20 or more points. Points scored. Drew Tammy did that last night. Six other players to have done this. Who are two of them? It's a good question. I like it. I like it. Is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. Located 703 Main Street in Rochester. They uh, celebrated uh, St. Patrick's Day over the weekend. They had corned beef and cabbage shepherd's pie. Um, let's see what else do they do. All the classics. All the classics. Did you wear green on Friday? Um, gotta be honest with you, didn't realize it was St. Patrick's Day till about uh five or six o'clock on Friday. So no. <laughs> no, I did not. I did. I did wear some green, but it's easy when the company I work for their branded colors are green. It does. So it that does makes help. it pretty easy on me. So I didn't want to get pinched by anybody. Forgot that was a thing. To be honest, you're I've killing me here, Jay. Man, <laughs> I've not. I don't think I've ever celebrated St. Patrick's Day for one. Uh, but two, um, I found out it was St. Patrick's Day when we tried to go into an Irish pub and uh, hour and a half wait for three people. So that's that's when you oh something's going on like St. Patty's Day. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted a Guinness, right? I wanted a Guinness. I wanted uh, some popular Irish food. Um, You're not a fish guy, though, so you can't get the fish, fish and chips. Uh, a traditional Irish Irish breakfast is pretty good. It's just like a normal breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that at uh, at Nine Irish down at uh, in West Lafayette. There, that's a good place. Know, that's a good, place. good place. I'm pretty sure. In fact, I know I was with you because that's the only time I ever go to West Lafayette. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Good stuff. Good birdie or bogey question. We'll see if I can uh, I can get it right. But before we get into March Madness, because that's gonna be the meat of our program tonight, let's talk some NFL. Let's talk some Do free it. agency. Um we talked about a lot of guys last week, last Monday, because that was the first day of tampering, and then Wednesday everything became official. So pretty much everybody we talked about last week, I believe, did sign with those teams they were talking about. We haven't seen a ton of news, but one thing that did break last Tuesday was Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show came out and said his intentions are to play for the New York Jets. Now, of course, it's the Packers move. 
They got clear until September if they want to. They can wait till September to trade him. Don't think they'll wait that long. Uh, if I was the Packers right now, I would try to trade him as soon as I could so I could get a pick for this year's draft. Um, I don't know what that's going to be, though. I don't know what the compensation is going to look like in return. It sounds like Packers want two first-round picks. Um, are the Jets dumb enough to do that? Because yes. again, thirty. Yes, I I completely agree. Uh, Thirty-nine years old, coming off arguably his worst season of his career. Um, the thing that I found hilarious is Aaron Rodgers has whined, complained about the Packers never getting him weapons, but then he goes to the Jets. Hey, I want you to sign Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Um, who who else can you guys sign? Uh, is Jordy Nelson still around? He he like he wants his Packers receivers uh-huh. there that he's complained about for years because um, he doesn't want to work hard to build chemistry with new guys. Yeah, I mean it. It showed last year he didn't build chemistry with any of those guys, and I know Packers fans are just done with him. Um, I know the Packers won't do that, but I'd be tempted to be petty enough to just hold on to him. Say, you play here, or you're retired, and we don't want you, so retire. Um. His tenure there in Green Bay is ending real ugly, real ugly. Well, it's kind of, kind of like his guy he followed, Brett Favre. Yeah, um, Brett, I mean, Brett was kind of, Brett didn't want to play for another team, so he retired. Yeah. But then he wanted to play football, so he unretires and goes to the Jets. Yeah. That's a weird connection there. Then plays one year there, retires, and comes back to the Vikings for two years. So, who knows? Maybe Rodgers even falls suit and, and becomes a Viking. Yeah, in a year or two, but it'll be interesting. Um, I do believe he will be a member of the Jets come come in the fall. Uh, we'll see what number he wears because number twelve is retired for Joe Namath, but I'm sure he gets Joe's blessing if he wants to indeed wear twelve. Joe was maybe the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL to make a to make the Hall of Fame. Maybe the worst player in the history of the NFL to make the Hall of Fame. Um, if I'm the Jets, I say. Uh, don't worry about it, Joe. Um, we're out. Aaron's wearing 12. Well, you know, when Peyton Manning, which uh, it was on this day yesterday, 11, uh, yeah, 11 years ago that he announced his intentions to become a Bronco, a lot of people speculate he'd wear 16 mm-hmm. like he did in college. Um, 18 was retired by the Broncos for Frank Trapuca, first quarterback in franchise history. But Frank Trapuca's family gave him the blessing to wear 18. He went ahead and wore 18. I kind of still wish he would have wore 16, just so he would have left 18 with Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Aaron does something like that, but we'll see. Uh, but what I really wanted to ask you was, as a Dolphin fan, you had to put up with Tom Brady for years and years and years <clears> in the AFC <throat> East. Now you got to put up with Josh Allen for the – foreseeable next decade or so what are your thoughts on having to go against Aaron Rodgers I love it I just he's on the downside of his career he is a diva whose teammates clearly don't like him very well um he's just rubbed people the wrong way I don't think he's gonna make the Jets that much better to be honest I know they say well we got a great defense well you look at the quarterbacks they played last year they got to play Skylar Thompson twice they got to play uh, Mac Jones, uh, they they got to play. They they did beat Josh Allen, and I'll give them that. But you look at some of the other quarterbacks they played, and it was awful. Brett Rippon. Um, Brett Rip, yeah, Brett Rippon was one. Oh, was that that game? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who uh, did they play Baltimore last year? They would have had to play Baltimore, and it was without Lamar Jackson. I remember. So they're so back. It was Huntley, I, Huntley, Tyler Huntley, Pro Bowler, J Man, Pro Bowler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on the Pro Bowl. Um, that'll take another half hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think it makes that. I think Garrett Wilson's a really good wide receiver. Um, Alan Lazard is incredibly mediocre. I don't know why Rogers would want to have him around continuously. Randall Cobb's about 90 years. Actually, I don't think he's that old. He's only like 32, but he feels like he's been around for ever and he hasn't been that productive. Uh, I don't he, he also wants Jermichael Finley, I think. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, is it Jermichael Finley or is it something else? I'll look it up. I think it is. No, Mercedes Lewis. Mm. Uh, Jermichael Finley was his tight end way back. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Mer- Mercedes Lewis, who's like 38-year-old tight end. Um, playing him twice here. I know they lost to him uh, this year and he was with the Packers, but a lot of that had to do with uh, Tua picking up his ninth concussion of the season uh, early in the – or late in the first half. But uh, I he doesn't scare me like he used to. Um, Josh Allen didn't have as good of a year as he's capable of. I think Mac Jones is terrible. I think it's the Dolphins' division to lose. I will go on record right now. I think they have improved maybe 
more than any team in the AFC uh, so far, picking up Jalen Ramsey, uh, linebacker from uh, Tennessee, whose name is escaping me. Uh, all all depends on Tua's health, uh, but yeah, I I'd be completely fine if Rodgers is there because honestly, it'd be fun to root against him. When you're speaking of Dolphins and Tua, they officially picked up his fifth year option today. Yeah, the deadline wasn't until May, and it was the earliest a team has ever picked up a fifth year option on a quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, I read that. Might as well get a head start, I guess. Get out of the way and move yeah, on. Get to the... the get the questions out of the way because yeah. the media continues to just hound sure. them. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Yep. Nope. I think we can put an end to that now. Yeah. Hopefully. So, but other free agents news: uh, Adam Thielen signed a three-year deal with Carolina. I know he's kind of on maybe the back, or definitely on the back end of his career. He's thirty-two years old, but it sounded like today he came out and was, I think it was once again on the McAfee show. McAfee's kind of known for breaking all this news anymore and having guys on his show. Uh, he said he talked to Denver and he talked to Dallas as well, but it said in the end Carolina seemed like home. And I'm telling you, Carolina's building something there. They've had a good off season. Yeah. Um... I, I did I'm not. That. I'm not thinking they're going to win next um, year, but yeah. They, I mean, they need to figure out the quarterback situation. Obviously, trade it up to number one spot, and they'll right. be taking a Bryce Young or um, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, maybe even an Anthony Richardson um, or Will Levis. But uh, yeah, signed Miles Sanders, uh, good running back. It's always risky giving a uh, running back free agent money. Um, Thielen, downside of his career. Uh, I, I think they'll be okay. I, I like Frank Wright. Um, I think he's a solid head coach. Um, yeah, maybe it's it's been a minute. Well, I guess they did go to the Super Bowl in 2016, but it feels like it's been a while since they've been uh, legitimately good. Well, that division's not going to be that great. So yeah, it's be terrible. You know, it's very um, winnable. Speaking of that division, Baker Mayfield, the newest Bucks, newest member of the Bucks, he's going to be their quarterback for at least next year. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens there. I still think he's better to roll with than Kyle Trask. Um, oh, what else going on? It's Brandon Cooks is now a member of the Dallas Cowboys. They got he him in a trade. Traded how many times in his career? Four or five yeah. times. He's he's been traded for every uh, for a pick in every round except the I think it was the fourth and the seventh maybe or the third and the sixth Jeez. something like that. So he shows flashes of greatness, but he's injured a lot and just isn't consistent. Did you know that um, he had a stretch like he and Mike Evans were the two. That had the longest streaks of thousand yard receiving um, seasons. I did not know that. I believe Mike Evans, yeah. but I, that surprised me about Cooks. Yeah. Wow. And Cooks. Wow. So, but uh, other news. I mean, the Eagles seem to resign all the guys that they didn't think. They, you know, Darius mm. Slay was released for like twelve hours, and then they worked out a deal with him. I don't. That was really weird. He was like released, but yeah. Oh, he now he announced he was released on Twitter, but yeah, he was never officially released. And then they just re-signed him um, to a new deal. Um, what else did the Eagles do? I feel like they did a few more, made a few more moves, but but mostly mo- most of the moves were last week. Um, there hasn't been too many. Well, this week I guess we are just on Monday. Um, Jason Kelsey's back. He Jason Kelsey's back. Play. Yep. Um, I haven't heard anything on Lane Johnson. I know he was dealing with some issues, but uh, really a lot of the quarterback dominoes have fell. Um, Still kind of waiting to see what happens with Lamar, I guess. But I don't yeah. think I don't think anybody's going to make a move for him. Yeah, I, the only place I could possibly see him ending up is Baltimore. I, yeah. I can't see him. I can't see him anywhere. I don't. He doesn't seem like a guy that play for Indianapolis, New England. I don't think. Yeah, I mean Jimmy G's in Vegas. He's not going to Vegas. Um, not going to San Francisco. Not going to LA. Not going to Seattle. Where Where's he going to end up besides Washington? Baltimore? Maybe Washington. Um, yeah. I know Ron Rivera's um, won with a mobile quarterback before in uh, Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I mean, Washington would maybe be the only – I mean, it's right there next to Baltimore, so he wouldn't really have to move. Well, where did Heineke go? I have no idea. From Washington? Because I think they'd be rolling with Sam Howell right now. Yeah, because uh, Carson Wentz is nowhere, right? Is he still a free agent? Correct. And Heineke, Falcons. Sign with the Falcons. Okay. Where did Marcus Mariota end up? Uh, Eagles. That's Oh, he's backup. Okay. He's got yeah, a backup. Yeah. I think he's just come to realization I'm just going to be a top paid backup. So It's a good gig if you can get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, And uh, one last bit 
um, unless I can think of anything else. I saw one of your boys, Michael Gusecki, signed with uh, yeah Patriots. Uh, yeah, he uh, was wanting to get paid big time dollars, and uh, Dolphins didn't use him very much. He is a wide receiver in a tight end body. Doesn't block anyone. Terrible after the catch, too, for a guy so athletic. Uh, he ended up signing for a one-year uh, $4.5 million deal. He can make up to $9 yeah. uh, million, but uh, And that's a lot less money in New England than it is in Miami with no state income tax. Um, so uh, good for him signing a deal, at least. Uh, I don't know. I, I know the Patriots lost. They traded Johnny Smith, I believe. I don't know if Hunter Henry's still there or not. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how Belichick handles a tight end that doesn't block. Is that where Paris Campbell got traded to or signed with? Was that New England? New England? I have no idea. I didn't even see Paris Campbell. I've been out of it this past weekend, to be honest. Let me see. Yeah, well, like you said Paris last. Paris Campbell is with the Giants. 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 That's right. Giants. Not New England. New England. New England's made a couple signings, though. Um, yeah. They did lose. Um, they lost Jacoby Myers to Vegas. Um, New England's never really a big player in free agency. They draft. Green Bay. They all built through the draft. Yep. Where the Cowboys, you know, we talked about them signing Brandon Cooks, and then they, they traded for Stephen Gilmore with the Colts. Yes. Yeah. So they yeah. always make big moves in the mm-hmm. offseason, or try to at least. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. The uh, draft is just about a month away. So it's crazy. Th- then we'll it? know we'll know the schedule around that time. So it'll be a new season. Off yeah, going. it'll be. Uh, it'll. I know the dog days of the summer kind of drag, and there's nothing on, nothing to do. Um, but uh, before we know it, preseason football is going to be here. Yep, Hall have of Fame been, game. Have you been watching the XFL at all? No, me either. Um, no, because usually when I see it's on, I've, there's something else I want to watch, and it's on so many channels though. It's always on because I mean it's on X, FX yeah. and. ESPN and ABC and teams are drawing about 30,000 people, which is pretty good. Um, I don't know how the TV ratings are. Cause I've, I don't even hear people tweet about it or anything. I'll uh, tell you St. Louis gets good attendance, but they showed up last time before it folded. So yeah. they, yeah. I mean, and everybody's like, Oh, see, this is a great sports town. They need a team. Well, they didn't support the Rams at the end. Yeah, That's why the Rams all. left. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, but I I am confident in my uh, one of my bold predictions is that the XFL will be around for at least another season. Though, I think it'll so. stick around. Yeah, I, I don't know how TV ratings are at all. Um, I'd, I'd like to see those numbers because yeah. it's I mean it's competing with NCAA tournament right now, and I can't imagine it's doing no. very well. No, that's um, why that's why nothing's on TV right now. No new shows yeah. really, or at least Thursday through through the weekend because they don't want to compete with the March Madness. Yep. yep. So. Do you Speak- want to get educated before we uh, go any further? Or yeah. No, no. I was going to jump right into March Madness, but yeah, let's get the On This Day going here. Uh, on This Day in 1954, who won the 16th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship? 1954. Uh, let's go Phil- with... Philadelphia School. I'll even give you that. And it's not Villanova. F- Fordham. Fordham's New York City. Give you <laughs> one more guess. Uh, Philadelphia School. Not Villanova. Uh, why can I not think of Philadelphia schools? LaSalle. You got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they beat Bradley 92-76. 92 points in 1954. That's Ooh. Yeah. On this day in 1965, who won the men's basketball championship? UCLA. You got it. Over Michigan. I couldn't have told you they played, but UCLA is a safe guess in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Very safe. Um, on this day in 1977, who won the PGA Tournament Players Championship? Johnny Miller. Mark Hayes. I was just figuring it was Johnny Miller because <laughs> you like to spite me with Johnny Miller. Mark Hayes. Never heard of Mark, Mark Hayes. <laughs> on this day in 1989, baseball announced Reds manager Pete Rose was under investigation. <laughs> Payday. Investigation. On this day in 1990, the L.A. Lakers retired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's number 33. Yeah, he was pretty good. Last one here after 20 years, on this day in 2020, after 20 years with the New England Patriots, six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady officially agreed to move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a two-year, $50 million guaranteed deal. And then the world shut down. Thanks, Tom. 
That was Tom's fault. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. It was all his fault. <laughs> and that's going to do it for the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Facebook or Instagram at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. Hoops. Hoops. College hoops. College hoops. NCAA tournaments here. And uh, I bet Tanner's glad his team played on Friday so he could at least enjoy one day. Um Every year, if they're off Friday, I'm glad because of the yeah, chance exactly. they lose, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. I'm 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 waiting for the day Purdue plays the first game on a Thursday and loses, and then ruins the whole tournament for me. Well, you remember um, 2021? They did it real weird. Um, the tournament started on a Friday, and then the final games in the round of 32 were on Monday. It was so stupid. Um, obviously, Illinois was very good one seed, but still, they got. I think they were the second game to tip off on uh, the first day. So I'm nervous. Like, man, if they lose, um, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this at all. And we haven't had it in two years. What am I going to do? Uh, luckily, they ended up beating Drexel. Um, but uh, that was a very, very scary just proposition. Haven't had the thing in two years. I'm so excited for it. My team loses their first game. Um, it's going to ruin the entire month of March for me. I look back on that tournament weird. I almost call it just a wash. Um, of a whole season really just because i know it was great for what it was at the time you know because we didn't have any you know we didn't have march mass year before and it was just good to have college basketball on even though most places fans couldn't go it was just weird and you know because that's the one purdue double digit upset i look back on that north texas one it doesn't even really bother me whereas the other ones do um i don't know why it just was like eh I wasn't expecting too much, I guess, going into it, and it was all an indie. It's just weird. But in your case, your team was really, really good that year. Had won the Big Ten, and uh, had a chance to do something. Tournament championship, and had a chance to do something. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah, I was glad Purdue was on Friday. Played on Friday, but uh, definitely not happy with the result. Uh, Wrong side of history, becoming the second one seed to ever upset by a 16 seed. And fairly Dickinson, in my opinion. Now they showed some fight yesterday against Florida Atlantic, but they might be the worst team to ever win an NCAA tournament game. They um, won two of them this year too. Yeah, they won two of them. Still, technically, probably shouldn't have been in a tournament, yeah. but due to a stupid rule, they were able to. Uh, um, I don't even remember that team that won their conference. But that's Merrimack. That's two years in a row. It's two years in a row that's happened to them. Um, they really need to change that rule. That's stupid. I mean, if you're letting a team yeah. come up to Division One for a reason, then let well, them come up in Division One playing everything. The only reason why they'd keep it is it will prevent every single team from becoming Division One. If you're eligible right away, you have to wait four years until whatever. Um, seems like they should make some sort of rule. If you can win your regular season, then you're in, you know? Um because obviously Mer- Mer- <clears throat> the NEC is the worst conference in college basketball. In fact, one of their schools today, I think it's um, St. Francis in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. announced it, they were getting rid of all ath- all <laughs> athletic teams. Oh, man. They announced that today. Um, and that's an NEC school, which Fairleigh Dickinson's in. Um, Fairleigh Dickinson's been put in, <coughs> excuse me, as a 16 seed before, and they've given some scares. Um, Illinois was only up one in 2005 at halftime, ended up winning by 12. Um, didn't Purdue play them, or was that Austin? 1988. 1988, okay. Because they beat them, and then they beat Memphis State, because I kind of thought maybe that would happen Oh, again. that's right, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Purdue was down at halftime, and like you reminded me and a few of our other Purdue friends of Illinois' situation, I kind of thought that would happen to Purdue. They'd snap out in the second half, win by 10-12. to 12. And Purdue got a six-point lead at one point, missed a free throw that could have put them up seven, and then Dickinson come, came down and either hit a three or maybe it was even an and one three. I don't I don't remember exactly, but it was every time Purdue kind of was starting to creep up, they couldn't keep the momentum going. Dickinson answered, and uh, – 
I mean, they, they seemed like they wanted it more. That was a disappointing thing from a Purdue effort aspect. I thought, I thought they out hustled Purdue. Um, I mean, this was a team that's ranked very low in defensive rankings, was the shortest team in all of college basketball, not just the NCAA tournament. And Purdue just couldn't f- couldn't find a way to take advantage. Zach Eady did all he could do. He had a pretty good game, but he got no help from anybody and just missed wide open three after missed wide open three after missed wide open three. And that was pretty much a theme the last month or so outside of the Ohio State game in the Big Ten tournament for the Boilermakers. They just couldn't make shots. And, um, it bit them. It bit them in the end. Turnovers didn't help either. 16 turnovers not going to help you. Um, but just disappointing, man. It's 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 coming to the point where, as a Purdue fan, I'm getting worried how I'm going to view the next year or next few years. Um, I mean, this was one of the more enjoyable regular seasons I've ever had. It was the only time Purdue's ever won the regular season Big Ten Championship and the Big Ten Tournament in the same year. But and then when you fall flat like that in the first round to a 16 seed, it just kind of it feels like it deflates mm-hmm. everything. Sure. Now I would say though, in that at the same time, I would still rather have Purdue season than any other Big Ten team season. Michigan State's in the Sweet 16, so I guess they could change that. But with everybody else getting an early out or not making the tournament, at least Purdue does have something to show for the hard work of the regular season. But anymore in the public eye and in a lot of fan bases' eyes. The season comes down to a three-week season anymore. That's NCAA yeah. tournament. That's true. And, and, and for whatever reason, when Purdue gets in March, I think they coach tight. I think the players play tight. And I don't know if they've built up so much pressure of wanting to get to a Final Four for the first time since 1980, being the school with the most NCAA tournament wins without a title with 44. Illinois is third on that list, I believe. Um, I don't know if it's just stuff like that or what, but they just don't play like the same team every single year in March. And, and now a lot of people forget because last year they lost a 15-seed St. Peter's, mm-hmm. which was a really bad loss, but it was in the Sweet 16. And that team had at least beat Kentucky on their way there, Kentucky and Murray State, um, whereas this Fairleigh Dickinson team was a 23-point underdog. And that's why I think it was probably the biggest NCAA tournament or NCAA upset in NCAA tournament history. I mean, UMBC did beat a number one overall seed, Virginia, mm-hmm. but they pretty much handed it to a Virginia um- yeah, a couple notes on Fairleigh Dickinson. They were 301st out of 363 mm-hmm. D1 teams in the net ranking. Um, they also lost to the worst team in college basketball, according to Net Hartford, back on November 30th. Um, UMBC went in ranked 188th in Kempom uh, when they beat Virginia. FDU was 312. I just don't look at those stats. I really don't. I know I know you and some of our buddies do because I, I just feel like when the ball's tip, stats don't matter. I mean, they were, you know, on paper, Purdue should have ran away with that, but it doesn't matter on paper. It doesn't matter if Purdue would have won 9 out of 10, get 10 times, you know. That one night, FDU won. And that's what makes the tournament great, but yet so stressful because there's a good chance the out of 16 teams remaining, the team that's going to win all is not the best team by any means. Um so it's just disappointing, you know, Matt Painter's catching a lot of heat from the fan base, a lot of heat. And and while I think something's got to be done to change the success in March, um, you know, whether that's style of play or I'm not quite sure. Something, you know, loosening up the coaching style, not being so tight. I'm not sure what it is. Something obviously needs to change. Uh, but it's just so odd that, you know, Purdue plays just fine against schools the same size or bigger programs in, in the tournament. It's these little schools. Mm-hmm. It's the Fairleigh Dickinsons, the St. Peter's, the North Texas's, the VCU's, at least VCU, the Little Rocks. At least VCU made a Final Four. Um, but it's just just very odd. I know other coaches have struggled in the past. Jim Beheim, I know, got upset three years in a row by a double-digit seed at one time. Bobby Knight, four times in his career, got beat by double-digit seed. I think Dean Smith only one time. Coach K maybe two. Uh, but, I mean, this stuff happens. But, you know, 18 seasons at Purdue, he's done a heck of a job. I, I wouldn't want and still don't want anybody else coaching my uh, my team. But um, it is just at times it's like, man, maybe they're never really get a breakthrough. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, we've always said it's crazy that he could have any sort of heat um, on him because he's a great I mean, I think he's the best basketball coach in the Big Ten, for one. Um, however, the lack of tourney success is getting hard to um, mm-hmm. hard to uh, turn away from. Um, I think he can build 
great regular season teams, and I just don't know if that style can get them to a Final Four, especially this year, because um, NCAA tournament is all about guard play. Guard play, guard play, guard play. You look at the national champions from the past you know, five or six years. Last year you had O'Shea Akbaji from Kansas, elite-level guard. Um, 2021, you had Baylor, who had elite guards all over the place, Jared Butler. You have Nova, who won one with Jalen Brunson, Virginia, Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, Joel Berry at North Carolina, Mm -hmm. Tyus Jones at Duke. It's all about guard Mm -hmm. play, Mm -hmm. and that's what Illinois kind of ran into last year. I mean, they got kind of predictable, pounded down to Kofi, pounded down to Kofi, pounded down to Kofi, Um, and that didn't work. So Underwood went out and said, you know what, we're going to get a bunch of wings. It's going to go great. Didn't go great at all because, again, they didn't have good guards. Um, yep. you, you even look at the Big Ten teams that have made runs to the championship game. Uh, the only one I can think of that didn't have good, uh, great guards is Wisconsin. I mean, they had, but they had two NBA players, Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker. Um, their guards were good role players, Brust, Gasser, whatever. Um, Illinois had three draft picks at guard. Um, Ohio State had Mike Conley. Michigan State's had Cassius Winston. Mateen Cleaves. Um, who, who am I missing? Um, Langford. Yeah, they, um, Josh Langford. Um, 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 uh, who Kay- was the other guard? Kalen Lucas. Lucas. That's who I was thinking, um, not Langford. And, and now this year, they're the team that's lasted longest, and they probably had the best guard duo in the Big Ten, and mm-hmm. Ogard and uh, Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, all about guard play, and um, probably a lot of it had to do with lack of experience for sure Smith and Fletcher lawyer sure two two years maybe you're like oh man this is great um sure. and so that might be an issue this year um and law- lawyer down the stretch wasn't very good anyway it's awful um shoot I, as well. I know he was battling some leg injuries but mm-hmm. i yelled at him quite a bit on friday night but yet he was the guy that hit two towards the end he was yeah. the only one and purdue was getting so tight not only were they missing up once they had guys passing up wide open shots Towards the end of the game, they didn't want to take it. Yep. That's a problem within itself, and so I don't know, man. I, I, the more I think about it, I, I just have a gut feeling that Zach Eady's gone. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I just, just from some comments I've kind of read and heard, I just have a feeling he's gone. I think one or two other players might transfer. I think, I mean, they'll have a majority of their guys back next year, but it's going to be a little different looking team. I think I could be totally wrong, um, but you know. And this is probably just the Purdue fan of me talking. Purdue could go on to feed next year in regular season and win the Big Ten tournament, and I'm going to be as nervous as ever going into that yeah. one sixteen game if they're yeah. one seed because of what's happened the past few years, right. uh, just PTSD. And and this was interesting. Friend of the program and the sponsor through Mooney Woodcrafts, Thad Mooney. He sends me this every year after the season's done. He compares Matt Painter's year to date through to Gene Cady's um, in his career, and so he updated it for 18 years in. Gene, through 18 years, had 394 wins and 168 losses for 70%. That was total record. Big Ten, 215 wins, 109 losses, 66%. Matt has a few more wins, but a few more losses total. He has 413 wins to 198 losses. Big Ten, he was a little down under Gene, 209 wins, 120 losses. Gene had six Big Ten titles through 18 years. Matt's had four and also two Big Ten tourney titles. Sweet 16s, this is a little interesting. Gene Cady only had two Sweet 16 appearances through his first 18 years. Matt's had five. Elite eights, both one each. National Player of the Year, assuming Zach Eady wins it, one each. And then Gene, after year 18, from 97 through 05, uh, average place in the Big Ten was six. He had no Big Ten titles, three Sweet 16s, and one Elite Eight. So interesting. Pretty interesting how the numbers are pretty similar, but then Sweet 16, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's and that's the and that's what's the bummer, I guess. I thought this Purdue team, even though I thought yesterday's game was going to be tough against either Memphis or FAU, which would have been FAU, Florida Atlantic, I thought Purdue would at least make the Sweet 16. I thought that was the the basement for this team, and never in a million years would I have guessed that. They would have lost yeah. in the first round to a Sweet 16 team, but that's why you play the game. And bumming pretty hard, but it's still not as bad as that Virginia Elite Eight game in 2019 sure. just because of being so darn close. But besides yeah. that, it is probably the worst. And it's just, it's rather just embarrassing, to be yeah, honest. It's, I mean, it starts, it's going to start creeping into Matt Painter's head, too. Um, he's going to find himself. I think it already has, Josh. Yeah. He's. Going to find himself down in the second half early in the tourney next year. Like, Here we go again. I think um, it already has. I don't know how it could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. Maybe it is a culture thing come March, but the weird thing is they win so dang much during the regular season. I wouldn't call it a losing culture by any means, but it's definitely something that's got to be addressed and got to be figured out. And the Big Ten as a whole, unless Michigan yeah. State makes yeah. a magical run here in the next two weeks, it's going to be another year that they don't get it done. Yeah. And it just seems like because, you know, Purdue struggles with these teams that go small ball and have quicker guards, Mm -hmm. they don't really play any of those at the Big Ten. Your small ball Big Ten teams, Ohio State, Penn State, they're not that small like Fairleigh Dickinson was. So I'm hoping next year in Purdue's non-con schedule, I'm hoping maybe they schedule some of these smaller schools that come in with four guards Mm -hmm. in the Mackey Arena or something because they've lost two games outside the Big Ten the last two years. St. Peter's, Fairleigh Dickinson. Heck, I mean, start start scheduling those games neutral in, in yeah. November because I yeah. mean you you can win based on Mackey Arena alone. Go 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 yeah. play one of those teams neutral, and you know they'll probably do fine at the Maui next year in the loaded yeah. field, and and you know because like this year they beat Duke, they beat Gonzaga, they beat Marquette. Mm-hmm. Now I realize Marquette and Duke are out of the tournament. Maybe they're not as good as everybody thought they were. Um, still good wins at the time, West Virginia as well, but. Uh, just a disappointing end to what was a very fun season, but it's some of the, something that unfortunately I'm becoming accustomed to, and now I'm going to be scared to death. Like anytime it's in March, uh, I'd almost I wouldn't. I say this with a grain of salt because I'm joking, but I'd almost rather be like Illinois was this year in an eight nine game. Yeah, but. it uh, it took the pressure off significantly. Um, of course, I was sick of this team already, yeah. and um, watched them get down. 15 like they have about every game past two months or so clawed their way back to five Coleman Hawkins had a bad turnover but um I was over that game before it even started over yes you loss, were I, I should say before it even started because I knew a loss was coming you called an L when it popped up on selection Sunday yeah um <laughs> Illinois I, I wish they would have drawn like a Florida Atlantic because at least I could have had at least a little bit of hope but Arkansas came in ranked 10th and now they're healthy fair semi-healthy I should say um, and they they would have got whooped by Kansas yesterday anyway. And now Arkansas is moving on to the Sweet 16. Um, Their coach takes his shirt off. That was disturbing. Yeah, yeah. He's I, kind of a I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a weird good ball coach, but yeah, he's a good basketball coach. But it was kind of like, how about have some attention on me? I'm the one that did this mm-hmm. more so than his players. But um, I will not miss this Illinois team. Um, I'm glad Matt Myers gone. I'll never have to watch him get beat on a back cut again. Um, Terrence Shannon's probably gone. He disappeared way too often uh, down the stretch. Um, Coleman Hawkins, he's going to probably put his name into the draft. I don't know if he'll come back or not because scouts love him for some reason. Um, keep the freshman class together. I think they got a bright future with um, Jaden Epps. Hopefully his concussion's not too severe. He's from Virginia. Maybe I want to go play back home, so hopefully they can hang on to him. Ty Rogers seems locked in. I think he's going to be a really good player. Sincere Harris, kind of a glue guy. Goody will be back. Um, and then they'll have to hit the transfer portal again. Shooting, shooting, shooting. They were dead last in the Big Ten in three-point field goal percentage, and they were top five in three-point attempts. Can't have that again. Yeah, a lot of the Big Ten teams are going to look very different next mm-hmm. year. Uh, one of those, the Indiana Hoosiers, they're going to look very different yes. next year. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis has already announced he's not coming back for his, what could have been a COVID year, so he is done. He's been the face of the program for four years. They were outed last night by a Miami, Florida team that looked really good. Guard play. Some guard play. Oh, they were so much quicker than Indiana, and mm-hmm. they beat Indiana on the glass bad. And that's where Indiana yeah. needed to win yeah. that point of the game if they wanted to win. And Miami was hitting some crazy shots. Juan was on fire. Um, yeah, they could be really dangerous for Houston. Houston-Miami's going to be a crazy game. That's going to uh, be a fun one. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. But but Indiana, man, I don't know what to think about their state of their program right now. It's two years down with Woodson, two NCAA tournament appearances. But – not much out of it. I mean, last year they won the first four game against Wyoming, then got crushed by St. Mary's. This year they beat Kent State, but then lost to Miami. Um, and, you know, Jackson Davis, he only made the round of 32 one time mm-hmm. in his career. And a lot of their fan base wants to act like he's the guy that brought them back to prominence. I don't know how you can argue that. He didn't win any Big Ten 
title whatsoever, whether it be a regular season or tournament. And I know it takes more of a, a supporting cast than just him. Don't get me they, wrong. They would have made the tourney in 2020. So they would have. We, we, they we would have. What could have happened then? But. They would have. And they Archie Miller still might be their coach. coach. Um, or if not him, it probably wouldn't be Mike Woods. It'd be probably somebody else because this would be the first year of probably yeah. somebody else because Archie would have got last year. Um, but I think the winning percentage, the four years Jackson Davis was there and the four years prior is different by 1%. Hmm. I think it was, yeah, I don't remember the exact figure, but I think it was 1% difference. Would you call Trace Jackson Davis the best IU basketball player this century, since 2000? I still think All Depot was better. All Depot. Zeller. You, you, you look at Depot's numbers in 12 points a game, um, 13 points a game. Zeller didn't put up the kind of numbers Jackson Davis has. Maybe I'm just thinking team success. Um, that team only got to a Sweet 16. You know? I know, but they did yeah. win a Big Ten title. It, they did. But Yogi no, was pretty dang good, too. Yeah, I mean, and Jared Jeffries was pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, he was only there two years. But, yeah, no, Trace Jackson Davis is definitely a, a huge Hoosier legend. Don't get me wrong. And he might get drafted late first round, early second round probably. Um, he did that for himself this year, but – I don't know. It's just interesting. And, and I thought IU, yeah, they probably weren't going to come back anyways. They're down seven at the time with like two minutes left. But I thought they quit, just straight up quit on two defense possessions there at the end last night. Um, they're just going to look different because um, um, Hooch Shafino, I don't know if he comes back. I mean, he's getting a lot of NBA buzz. I was going to say, I bet he's a first-round pick. Yeah, so – they're gonna hit that transfer portal like Illinois did this year, and they're gonna they're gonna look awfully different. Mm-hmm. And I know they have a their school that has a lot of NIL money that they can throw around. So we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But it it was interesting on Twitter last night. I, and you know, just like I said, fan base every fan base has a, a good amount of people that are this way, but I saw some of their fan base already tired of Woody after after two years. I'm like, well, he did get you back-to-back tournaments, which has been better than what you've done in a while. I say, when's so, the last time they made back-to-back tournaments? It's been Tom probably, Crean era? Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while, I would think. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been 11-12. Well, the, um, I, I want to say it might have been. Or 12-13. 12-13, maybe? 12-13 they went, but I want to say, because I know they went to the Sweet 16 against Kentucky, and I want to say the year before that they lost to Wichita State. So was that like 15-16, 14-15, something like that? Yeah. Um, I did see a stat today that was shared by uh, Jake Query of Query and Schultz, which is premier- their new episodes premiering right after ours, so stay tuned to the IC Sports Network and watch them. So they'll be talking about a lot of the things we're talking about tonight with Indiana and Purdue. Uh, since the 0-2 Final Four, Indiana has been eliminated from the NCAA attorney by an average of 13.9 points per game. Mm-hmm. 3 Pitt was 74-52. 6 Gonzaga, 90-80. 7 UCLA, 54-49. 8 Arkansas, 86-72. 12, Kentucky, um, 102-90. 13, Syracuse, 61-50. It was 15-16, by the way. You were right there. Uh, 15 was Wichita State, 81-76. North Carolina, 16-101-86. Last year, St. Mary's, 82-53. And this year, Miami, 85-69. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. But not good for the Big Ten this year. Uh, I mean, they, they got one team to Sweet 16. Yeah, and I want to hear your thoughts um, because you <laughs> mentioned this yesterday to our group. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you root for the Big Ten? Well, I want to. I want to. Yeah, I want to uh, explain myself here. Um, I was rooting for all Big Ten teams except two in the first round only. In the first round only, and I was rooting for all of them except Michigan State and Indiana because they're my two least favorite programs in college basketball, not just Big Ten, college basketball. Why? I don't have a good reason why. It's just I'm tired of the Big Ten getting um, crapped on, I should say, by the national media all the time uh, for their lack of March success. So I want them to all at least win a game and get teams into the second round. But then I don't care after that because – Especially after Purdue lost on Friday, I'm like, okay, they can all lose. I don't care, but uh, I don't know. I don't have a good reason, and because I, I know it doesn't really benefit anybody. I mean, it probably did back in the day, but uh, I think the conference might get more money um, no if idea. somebody goes to the Final Four, which 
I guess. Because I know that happens in football. If somebody goes to the because of the the playoff, all teams get some more money in the conference. The Big Ten had more in the Final Four of the playoff in football than the I know. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's I think it goes to style play. I think it's the conference how they play and they beat up on each other. Yep. It's officiated different than it is. You know, one of our friends said, you know, the Big Ten teams are getting called for illegal screens now in the tournament, which they didn't all during the regular season. So, yep. um, but no, that's my reasoning. I don't really have a good reasoning. I just um, and I picked a lot of them to win first round games in my bracket, and that's why my bracket's awful. Yeah, I uh, I am. Wanting every Big Ten team to get embarrassed in the first round, besides my team, um, every year. That's fair. Yeah, I just that's fair. Yeah, I just I, I hate them all. Hate them all. A lot of them played good games. They just the, couldn't find ways to win. The only one I didn't mind winning a few games is Penn State, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, because if they're they're gonna lose a lot, and if Micah leaves, they might be right back to where they were. Yeah. Which. Um, yeah, coaching carousel. Ed Cooley, Providence to Georgetown. Um, conference, same conference. Yeah, uh, St. John's hired Rick. Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick. slick Rick. Yep. Yeah, that conference has some good coaches. Um, they do. We'll see who Providence hires next. I know Micah Shrewsbury's a name to watch. I don't know if he'd take that job though. Yeah, I, I think he'd take the Georgetown job. I don't think he'll take Providence. Yeah, um, and I've, you know Notre Dame's rumor too. They still have an opening. Um, Notre Dame's former coach Mike Bray took the South Florida job today, which that's just a strange fit. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I know George Mason's coach is another one rumored for the Providence job, so we'll see what other jobs open because the carousel's never ending. So, I don't think any Big Ten spots will be open. No, well, except if Micah leaves, I guess. If Mike, yeah, he's the only one. I don't think a team will get or a coach will get fired this year. Mm-mm. Collins obviously saved himself. I think Hoiberg's February saved him. Um, and other than that, unless a coach leaves on his own, I don't. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, Collins. They'll probably build a statue for him now. Yeah, it's probably already under construction. <laughs> um, you want to pick some Sweet Sixteen games here? Let's do it. Thursday night, the first game: Michigan State, Kansas State. I think Kansas State gets this one done. Um, hopefully they get it done, to be honest. Um, it didn't shock me that Michigan State beat Marquette. I thought Izzo outcoached Shaka Smart by a mm-hmm. wide margin. Um, Kansas State's good. You, you said guards win in March, and they got a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think his name's Marquise Noel. Um, Noel, something like that. He uh, Seven assists a game. He was throwing some absolute dimes yesterday, and he scored 27 points on top of his nine assists. Um Jerome Tang, man, first year at Kansas State is Baylor assistant forever. He, uh, that's who uh, North Carolina should have hired instead of Hubert Davis. He gutted that team. He got rid of. I think everybody except two, and yeah. uh, it's paid off for him. And and you know they beat Kentucky, and and that's one guy that's taken some spotlight heat off off Matt Painter yeah. is John Calipari. Yeah. So, uh, give give me Kansas State in that one. Michigan State's favored by a point and a half, though. Um. Arkansas against UConn. Yeah, this will be a fun one. Um, I'm taking the Huskies. Yes, uh, Sonogo from UConn is fantastic. Um, yeah, give, I think Arkansas kind of run. Um, their run's over uh, once they hit into UConn. Um, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee. Yeah, it should be a, a fun one in New York City, but give me the volunteers. I don't, I don't care for them, but... I think they get it done. It was impressive the way they beat Duke. Yeah, yeah. Um, with their length and defense, yeah, I don't think Florida Atlantic has a chance against Tennessee. Uh, give me Tennessee. May- maybe the game of the weekend, uh, Gonzaga, UCLA. I'm sticking with the Zags. I picked them in the Final Four, and uh, I think experience just finds a way. Drew, Drew Timmy's a winner. I think UCLA's really, really good, though. I watched them beat Arizona a couple weeks ago at home on their senior night. Um uh, but give me the Zags. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. UCLA's two and a half point favorites. Um, guards win in March, though, and Tiger Campbell. You have Jaime Yacaz. Um, give me UCLA. Close one. Uh, Friday night, San Diego State against Alabama. I think the country will be cheering for the Aztecs, but I think their road ends and Alabama advances to the Elite Eight. I agree with you. Give me Alabama. Uh, the U against Houston. That's also a very good one. Give me Miami. 
Oh, man. Uh, give me Houston. Houston is six and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Cougars. Uh, Princeton, Creighton. Princeton to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. What a story. Yeah. I have Creighton in my final four, so I'm sticking with the Blue Jays. First ever matchup between a 15 seed and a six seed. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, this is now the three straight years. Yeah, three straight years of 15 seed. Yeah. Made Sweet 16. That, that's the thing. 15 yeah. seeds has kept becoming more and more common for them to be no. twos. And now, unfortunately, we've seen a, 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 a 16 seed beat a one now twice in the last four years. And yeah. is that going to become more common, you know? So, yeah, you it's know. the playing field's starting to level out more parody more parodies mm-hmm. coming into college basketball that's why they should not expand this tournament i think that i'm afraid they're going to and they're gonna ruin it all gonna ruin it uh give, give me creighton pretty big uh xavier texas it's gonna be a good game i'm still just sticking to my bracket give me the x give me xavier give me texas um then we would have would it be i think we both took kansas state Yes. In Tennessee. So it'd be yes. Kansas State, Tennessee, correct? Yeah. Give me the Wildcats. Give me Kansas State. Kansas State going to the Final Four. Give me Tennessee, just to make all you Purdue fans mad. I think it'll be their first Final Four in history. Has Rick Barnes made one ever either? With Texas in 03. Did he make it? Mm-hmm. Uh, then we both have it'd be UConn and. I have Gonzaga. You have UCLA. So it'd be UConn, UCLA for me, UConn, Gonzaga for you. I'll, I'll take the Zags. I'm taking UConn. I think I had UConn in the Final Four in my original bracket, so give me UConn. Uh, so then it would be Alabama against Creighton. Creighton, correct? Yep, and I had Creighton my original one, so I'll go with the upset nice. with Creighton. Give, give me Alabama. Ugh, I hope uh, not. You, you had Miami against Xavier. I have Houston against Texas. Give me the, give me the Kings. They, they showed me something last night. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. The final four will absolutely be. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Alabama and Texas and UConn and UCLA. Two, two basketball schools, two football schools. The J-Man's Book of British of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. I got a word association to do real quick. It's March Madness base. It's based on the Sweet 16. I took a random player from 14 of the 16 teams. Princeton and Florida Atlantic I excluded because (laughs) Florida Atlantic's never had an NBA player. Princeton hadn't had very many good ones. So I uh, just picked random guys for everywhere else. We'll start with Alabama with Robert Ory. Oh, man, big shot Bob. He had some big shot. He won about 12 NBA championships, it felt like. He was smart. Every time he was free agent, he's going yep. to had the best chance to win a ring. Yep. Give so. me that ring. Kawhi Leonard at San Diego State. The claw. Huge hands. Funny laugh. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Uh, great at San Diego State. It's turned into a Hall of Famer, probably, in the NBA. Won a championship with Toronto. Kyle Corver, Creighton. Oh, man. I remember Illinois playing him in the tourney back in like 2002-ish. Illinois somehow beat him. Uh, he only hit three threes. I was going to say he hit eight Corver. threes. Yeah. Jeez. Um, maybe the best pure shooter in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, he's played forever and was yeah. just good at, good, at, good at one thing, and he kept in the league forever. Bernard King, Tennessee. Um, Man, was he a uh, Nick? Yeah, Nick. Yeah. About all I got for you. Yeah. Bill Walker, Kansas State. Uh, cover your head, Bill. Oh, man. He, he was there with uh, Michael Beasley, right? Yes. Was, uh, Remember when Beasley went against Mayo, OJ Mayo, in the 8-9 yeah, game, and they really hyped it up? Man. Frank Martin and Brad Underwood's uh, Kansas State squad. Man, they had some scary dudes. Yeah, they did. Uh, Jason Richardson, Michigan State. They rich. Um, who is his? Uh, oh, Ty Rogers is his nephew. Plays for Illinois. I did not know that. I didn't either, and it just popped into my head. He was the dunk champ king, man. And then yeah, he, he could hop. He was it was he, he was on that um, Michigan State team that won as well, right? With Mateen Cleaves, he would have been young on that team, I believe. Yeah. I know because they made the Final Four either the next year or two years after that, like Chris Allen and young Paul Davis. And, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, teams. Shannon Davis. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon, Houston. 
Oh man, one of the greatest ever, Keem the Dream. Uh, that's that's the one guy. I mean, we talk about Sam Bowie, but the uh, the Rockets took uh, Keem Olajuwon um, over Michael, which yep. tur- yeah. turned out okay for them. Yeah, they got a championship out of it, and, it, and he's a Houston legend, collegiately yeah. and professionally. Yeah. Shane Lark in Miami, Florida. Just for you, J-Man. Oh, man. Barry's son, Shane. He killed Illinois in the 2013-7-2 Killed your phone. Um, Man, they now have the Illinois rule where they can check who the ball was at. It's literally called the Illinois rule. Check who the ball was out on uh, or off of um, the final two minutes of regulation in overtime. Um, Shane Larkin didn't have much of an NBA career, but he was drafted. I think he's a first-round pick. Dallas? Was that right? Was he Dallas? Was he Maverick? I want to say he was Dallas at one time. I don't know if that's who drafted okay. him. David West, Xavier. Man, he had a long, good NBA career. Played for uh, Golden State. He was with Indi- Indiana. Um, he was with Hornets. New, or- New mm-hmm. Orleans. I remember him in New Orleans with Chris Paul. Uh, good power forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was kind of – he wasn't the face of those Pacer teams because that was more Danny Granger and then mm-hmm. Paul George, but he was the – Kind of the X factor yeah, of those absolutely. teams. He was he was their muscle. So yeah, he'd, get, he'd get you seventeen and nine every game. Feel, well. And then Lance would blow in your ear. Lance <laughs> Stevenson, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Texas. He had a. He's. I think is he still around? I think he just retired like a year ago. He, he had a heart the Spurs. Thing. Uh, he he went to Brooklyn uh, and he, oh. he had a heart thing and he retired. But I want to say he came back. I don't know if he's on a team now. He's old now, but he's at, he had a really good with Portland, then San Antonio, and uh, very good player. Ronnie Brewer, Arkansas. He had a decently long NBA career with the Chicago Bulls. He's good at Arkansas. Uh, good defensive uh, wing, 6'7", strong, athletic. Two more here. Kevin Love, UCLA. Kevin Love, man. Mike Love's uh, nephew from Beach Boys. I think his name's Mike. Um, he... Uh, he, I, I did not know, know that. Yeah, I don't know if he still has the NBA record for consecutive games with 15 or more rebounds. Uh, he, he did have it at one time back in 2010, 2011, because I went to a Bulls-Timberwolves game, and he got like 17 rebounds or something that kept the streak going. Um, Hall of Famer? I think so. He's played so darn long. I mean, he was a beast with the Timberwolves. Their teams just were yeah. never good. And then he went to the Lakers and now the Cavs, and now he's uh, he's not a Cavs anymore. I forget where he now, is now this year. Yeah. So, lastly, Adam Morrison, Gonzaga. One of the most heartbreaking losses in NCAA tournament history when they lost to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, he and J.J. Redick had a real good uh, rivalry that year of who was the best player in college basketball. Redick's basketball career ended up a little better. Good analyst, um, too. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really good. He, he's not afraid. Not afraid to speak his mind. Not afraid to speak his mind and go at uh, first take and Stephen A. and Kendrick Perkins. Somebody has to sometimes. Somebody's needed to do that for years now. Mm-hmm. Glad uh, JJ's the dude to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Morrison at now? Is he is he still hanging around somewhere? Oh no, he his career was only like not, five years. Yeah, not not playing, but it, oh. I want to say he's is he? I don't know. Gonzaga. <coughs> I don't know. I just remember he's number three overall by the Charlotte Bobcats and yeah. never panned out. Unfortunately. And remember, he he was diabetic. Well, he is diabetic because he was always giving himself shots. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know if he's hanging around somewhere. He was uh, on Gonzaga's staff as a student assistant at one point. Um, he was color commentator at one point. Yeah, he had type one diabetes. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can't see where he's at now. Hmm. Good college player, though. Nonetheless, great college so. player. Yeah. And that's going to do it for the Water Association segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815. True Timmy has 20 or more points in nine NCAA tournament games. Only six other players have done this. Can you name two of them? How many points again? I'm sorry. 20 or more points in nine NCAA tournament games. 20 or more. Um, Man. Two players. Guys who have played for a long time. 
Um, who were good four-year players? Who were good for? Well, this guy probably didn't do it, but uh, JJ Redick. Nope. Ah, shoot. Um, four-year players. Four-year players. Think four-year players. Why can I not think of four-year players? Oh, I can't even think. Uh, how about Joakim Noah? Good guess, but no. Ah, not much of the score. No, but I already got a, already got a bogey. So just give it to me. <laughs> this, I was a, this was a real hard one. Um, Bill Bradley, uh, Elvin Hayes, Corliss <laughs> <Horace> Williamson, <laughs> Dan, Danny Manning. Okay. Could have got that one. Glenn Rice could have gotten that one. And uh, Rip Hamilton could have gotten that one. No way I would have got any of those guys. Ah, got him. I, I'm still I, one stroke lead. I needed that. In the oh, that's time. fair. I gave you some tough ones. So that's fair. <laughs> Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Channel. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.